1: Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama and serves all of North Alabama and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. That's BobSykes.com. Bob Sykes Barbecue is open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out at BobSykes.com.
2: Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember.
1: Some of nature's most beautiful creations framed by places we know and cherish. or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motor Homes. Fuquay Southern Soul Food is available at two locations, one in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72 and one in Hartsell at 711 Nance Ford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartsel, and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. Now, with tomatoes and other fresh produce, J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama is ready to serve you. Located at 30 County Road 260, Coleman, Alabama, you can go to their website at jcalvertfarms.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at jcalvertfarms. Give them a call at 256-636-2752. That's J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama. Hey, everybody, this is Darrell Worley, and you're listening to The Mark White
2: Show. Hey, step up and make a difference like he does. This is Nico Johnson from Ander Rouge Alabama. Football coach at University of Texas. Be where your feet are. You listen to The Mark White Show. Hey, y'all, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you, yeah, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life. You just may not have figured out how yet, and that's why you're listening to The Mark White Show.
0: Hi, I'm Crystal Gale, and you're listening to The Mark White Show, and one smile can make a difference. Hello, I'm James Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White.
1: The other day, I noticed a post that came across Facebook, and the title of it was Struggles of Having Depression and Being High-Functioning. The first point it made was people believe your struggle less. The second point, you feel lonely even around people because they don't know how you really feel. People think you're faking your depression when in reality, you're faking being okay. People don't realize your good days are like their average days. You feel even more misunderstood because people aren't aware that what you feel is so different to what they see. People don't understand that your high-functioning output is still not the best of your ability as you're still fighting depression. After I shared that post, a friend of mine, Kevin Turley, reached out to me in a private message and told me about Anjali Thompson, who is with House Counseling in Oxford, Alabama. Right now, I'd like to welcome Anjali Thompson to The Mark White Show. Welcome, Anjali. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. This is one of the subjects that a lot of people maybe aren't familiar with, but because of the fact that someone can carry themselves very well In public, people think that person has it going on when in reality they are able to mask the depression, the anxiety, the stress, all the different negative feelings that they feel internally. They're actually functioning in our communities. They're able to do radio shows and they're able to do counseling sessions and other things and be very active as people. But we need to realize that there are people out there like this.
2: Yes, for sure. Actually, I think it's pretty funny that the topic is high functioning depression because i'm a like you said i'm I'm a counselor I'm a licensed professional counselor in Oxford, and I usually see about thirty to thirty five clients a week and for a long long time i've you know depression has kind of been as much as I didn't realize it one of those things that was taboo for me even as a counselor because I never thought that that's something that I could feel or I never really understood it because when you think depression you think Very like low functioning, very, I automatically would think this person's in the bed. They don't want to get out. There's no motivation to accomplish anything. I very much was quick to claim anxiety myself. And I I noticed that with a lot of my clients too. They actually are very quick to claim anxiety over depression. The funny story is I... Um, went to my primary care doctor. I've, I've got some iron issues. And when I went over there, she was asking me a lot of different things. And she knows I'm a counselor. And she looked at me and she said, well, Anjali, um, you know, you know, probably better than I know that what you're dealing with is high functioning depression. And it, it shocked me because and I, kinda, I, I was like, well, with all due respect, doc, like I hear what you're saying, but I've never used high functioning and depression in the same sentence. And so she was like, well, I'm going to prescribe you Celexa. I'm going to send you on your way. Consider taking it, blah, blah, blah. So I I was like, I'm not going to take that. And I pick up the medication thinking it would just be my iron, and she had actually prescribed me depression meds. And so that kind of stuck with me. That was actually kind of the beginning of me realizing and and accepting that I could actually be struggling with high-functioning depression. And all of those things that you mentioned in the beginning very much are exactly how I felt. Whenever... um, Kevin reached out to me and said that you wanted to have a show or you wanted to talk about high functioning depression. I was like, wow, because it's been something that I've been working on being able to talk about um, since about February of this year.
1: Anjali, I never put a title to it myself. When I was a police officer, if I would go to my personal doctor, I would always tell him I was stressed out or I had anxiety. I would not say depression. Of course, being a law enforcement officer, you had to be very careful. That's part of my past is trying to get help and seek help in a cautious way, because as I was talking with Kevin Turley and we're talking about first responders, we're talking about dispatchers, police officers, firefighters, paramedics, all of these people who have a huge responsibility. It's almost as if you have to be careful what you say so that you can continue to be able to do your job and not have it taken away from you.
2: That's definitely something um, I am deep within the law enforcement community. My husband's a police officer. He's been in law enforcement for 16 years. Um, I've got an uncle down in Gulf Shores, actually, who has been, I've been exposed to law enforcement my whole life. And then I have a lot of clients I treat a lot of first responders and do peer support work. And it's been definitely interesting also starting doing some of the new hire evaluations that APOS has um, mandated throughout the state. But I've actually been excited about that because, you know, the mental health world, just like your experience, has been frustrating for a lot of law enforcement, prior military because it's still there's still this big stigma around it because the agencies are big about liability and protecting themselves and, you know, trying to decide what fit for duty actually means. And so I've been excited to be able to kind of educate even the the young officers coming in that are gonna be going through the academy on what mental health is. I study the nervous system. I study depression and anxiety and post traumatic stress and how to regulate basically the stress response that all of it produces in our bodies and, you know, work on even normalizing. Most of the professionals out there are just a box of knowledge. I've shared parts of my story even with several of my clients that are, you know, law enforcement officers coming in confused like what are these symptoms? There's no way I could be depressed because much like you and I, you know, we we think depression then you also I automatically would think suicide. Like, and I know, you know, law enforcement, you've got a lot of undocumented suicides. Um, There's a high number of suicides each year. And it's because um, people get to that place where they feel like there's nowhere to turn and there's no help because they have to work, they have to pay their bills, they have to take care of their family. I've been able to share my experience with high functioning depression over this year with several of my officers. What's funny is as I was going through it and as I continued to tell myself I'm okay because one of my highest values is work and taking care of my family. And as I was continuing to go to work and continuing to work with my clients, there, there were multiple sessions that I remember something that they were dealing with kind of touched too close to what I was dealing with. And I had several breakdowns. But honestly, those are some of the best sessions that I think I've ever had because in that moment they were able to see that it is real. Everybody can struggle with it. Nobody's perfect. And then the neat part about it is over time, as I've moved through it, they're also able to see that you are capable of making it through. So it's been definitely an interesting experience for me to accept and to admit that I experience depression from time to time.
1: It is very interesting for you to express what you're going through as a person who counsels people similar to mm-hmm. me expressing what I was going through as a police officer while answering some pretty serious calls, managing a 12-hour schedule on and off days, night shifts, day shifts, wherever I was expected to be, and still being able to do my job. It is possible, and that's where this can be most confusing to people when you put the word high-functioning with depression and people are still scratching their head. High-functioning, what is that? It could be a person, like I said, putting together a radio show six days a week and interviewing people and having conversations and still be able to push myself to do this while yet having those moments where I feel hopeless and helpless. And then somehow, some way I pick myself back up and I start another day and I do what I do. You have to do the same thing. And there are people out there serving right now as first responders. There are people out there right now working other jobs doing just that they're going to do their job. They are doing it while they are depressed. That's
2: right. I found honestly, um, I do some training sometimes for law enforcement in our area through JSU, Jacksonville state. Again, my whole, I'm basically just trying to normalize stress symptoms in the body and teach everybody that at times we do feel depressed and we do feel anxious. It only becomes a real issue when you aren't functioning. And that's when people usually, like we've talked about with depression, imagine that the people are not functioning. So yes, it definitely is kind of a taboo thing to think. And I've been doing this now for, graduated in 2011 and I've um, been doing it since 2015. And just now in 2021, am I grasping the concept of high functioning depression and how to move through it? I definitely share some of the things that helped me. I know as much as you say, you know, the, the high functioning part is, I know that I have to get up. I know I have to go to work. I know I have to take care of my kids, and that's part of the exhaustion that we experience because we have a lot of things that we have to do in order to keep our lives running smoothly. I've just been thankful that you know I, I have my own therapist, and I go every other week to Birmingham to talk with him. That outlet was huge for me because when you do feel alone and you feel like you can't express it, and you don't under you know nobody can understand what you're going through, it's nice to have that that spot. To be reminded, like, these are symptoms. Here's how you regulate it. You will get through it. And then to kind of hold on to your ground. And I know my ground was the work. My ground was being able to be around people every day because I had to. Being able to, you know, be a mother. I've got two kids and make sure that they have all their needs met also. So as much as that was also exhausting, that was honestly what grounded me through depression and helped me keep going because when I didn't have that structure the weekends I remember seemed so long thankfully my little girl she also plays uh, travel ball so we're busy all the time she's a softball player and there were weekends where we wouldn't have any softball and those weekends seemed to drag on and on and I remember the lowest point I ever got was whenever I woke up one day and my husband he'd gotten called into work and I was with the kids and my thoughts were just racing and I was Dealing with a lot of different things at that time. And I remember thinking to myself, like, when does this end? Will this ever end? And that was that hopeless part that feels so lonely. I can only imagine what it's like for people who don't understand human behavior and aren't sitting in my spot. You know, as a mental health professional, if I wouldn't have had a bunch of the knowledge that I have that I'm also speaking to people and teaching them, I don't think I could have made it through by myself.
1: Anytime we do anything at a high level, If we're functioning at a high level, if we're running, overexerting ourselves at a high level, there has to be some point where there's a dump, there's a drop of that level. We can't maintain that for very long. And then at some point, there has to be that drop. And if it's okay with you, Anjali, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about how someone can handle That drop because if they're high functioning and they get to a point and we don't want them to get there but we don't want them to get to that rock bottom point where they take their life where they harm themselves we want them to know that it's okay to feel the way they do and it's okay to seek help will you stick with me absolutely folks right now we're talking to anjali thompson she's with house counseling in oxford alabama We're talking about high-functioning depression. Maybe you've never heard that term before. It was new to me, too, just a few days ago. But thanks to Kevin Turley seeing my post and then reaching out to Anjali, we're talking about it today. I want you to know about high-functioning depression. Maybe it's affecting you. Maybe it's affecting someone you love and care about. We want you to have the tools to be able to overcome whatever challenges you're facing. Depression, anxiety, stress, whatever you want to call it. If you're hurting and you're dealing with these types of issues and we want to show you the resources that are available, I hope you'll stick with us as we continue this conversation. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White.
0: We can make a difference. All we have to do is try. every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all do something good today.
1: Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. That's bobsykes.com. Bob Sykes Barbecue is open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out at bobsykes.com.
0: Since 1943, Athens Bible School has endeavored to provide quality education in a Christian environment and to equip young people with the tools to be successful. ABS is accredited by Cognia and a member of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com.
1: With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices.
0: This is Cora White, inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show. He
2: drives into the city
1: Welcome back to the Mark White, White Show. As I mentioned way. in the first segment, we're talking about a very important subject, maybe a subject that some of you have not heard about, specifically high-functioning depression. I mentioned that I'd seen a post the other day, and I actually shared that post. And Kevin Turley, my friend, actually reached out to Anjali Thompson, who's with House Counseling, and he talked to her about coming on the Mark White Show to talk about high-functioning depression. In the first segment, you heard Anjali even say, as a counselor, this is something that she could relate to. I even said, as a former police officer, as a radio host, this is something I can relate to because I am very high-functioning, although I deal with depression more often than I should, actually. Welcome back to The Mark White Show, Anjali Thompson.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm here.
1: Well, this is important for people who are listening, and I hope that someone listening right now can also relate to what we're saying, and they're kind of nodding their head and saying, yes, that's me too. I did not know what to call this, but... I'm very active, I go to my job, I take care of my family, I do all of these things, but yet I'm still feeling these blues, this depression, this anxiety, this stress, as I mentioned, all the different things that we can try to call it, but we exist within a high-functioning realm, but yet are facing very great depression.
2: Whenever On the first segment, when we were talking about some ways to move through it, for me, it's difficult because it's a it's a very complex subject, yet also very simple. And when I told, you know, in the first segment, I was talking about how a large part of my mission has always been to normalize, really in the first responder world and anywhere, acceptance of the possibility of depression. That in itself was my first step in moving through it. The I've never actually Googled or looked at the actual symptoms of high-functioning depression. And whenever you said them out loud. And it was actually, again, kind of shocking because I was like, wow, that's me. There are times that I feel it and there are times that I don't. You, like you said, you know, there there are times that it comes in waves and there are times that I have a hard time regulating through it. But some of the things that really helped me throughout the process, um, I really struggled with appetite. And anytime there's critical incident or stress, you know, in peer support, we go and we talk about rest and sleep and restoration of foundation. And so that peer support training through um, the Alabama Law Enforcement and Peer Support Alliance in Alabama taught me about securing foundation. And so I kept telling myself, I was almost treating myself as a critical incident. I was telling myself, I have to rest. I have to rest. I would try to sleep. Um, I had to eat, but I couldn't eat because I was stressed and had no appetite, so the thing that saved me through that, I literally would go on lunch break and just try to get like a smoothie from Smoothie King. I would get the Peanut Power Plus. I tell you what, that saved my life because it was one of the only things I could stomach, and I knew that if I could get a twenty-ounce Peanut Power Plus down, I was at least getting eight hundred calories in my body. Yes, I lost weight. I um, was, like I said, I mean, I would music actually saved me. Also, I've learned that I have avoided pain, my history is kind of like a a movie, to be honest. And over my life, I realized that pain and hurt was something that I never had a chance to process or move through. And in all of this, high-functioning depression, it hit me because I had worked myself to the point where I no longer could run. So music was actually a savior for me as well, because I could actually find songs that resonated with that feeling of hurt, pain, loss, whatever was going on. And I could feel the emotion but I was also feeling it and it didn't feel so alone. It wasn't quiet. The quiet is what hurt me the most through the depression. But then I also realized that, you know, I have a family at home and my husband, whom I had been pushing away also, was still right there waiting on me. You know, he was still right there saying, Just tell me what's going on and I didn't have the words. That's another scary part about, you know, depression for me was I still was in denial that it could be real for me. So step one was definitely getting comfortable with the idea that I, in fact, had depression. And then after that, I was able to um, continue to get my smoothies. I started noticing my counselor worked with me, and he talked with me about, you know, you hear cliche in this world. People are quick to say, "It's, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. Well, my counselor kind of flipped that on me and gave me a perspective that I hadn't thought about. He said, You know, as much as people give you permission to not be okay, you can also give yourself permission to be okay. And that was a huge turning point for me in the battle of depression because I remember thinking about I would hold on to the frequency. I would hold on to this. Uh, it started in minutes, to be honest. Like I would hold on to this hour is okay. I'm okay. This hour is okay. I'm okay. And then as I started noticing my weeks, which were flooded with not okay, my weeks slowly started turning into today is okay. And then next thing you, knew, you know, I had weeks that were okay. And so the moments that I wasn't okay, I was able to remember you know, what okay actually felt like. That definitely was another grounder for me through it.
1: If we want to get rid of the stigma, we have to allow for each and every person to be able to struggle to have a challenge in their life, to have difficulties, to give them flexibility. Even the people who are happy-go-lucky that we see on the outside, that give them room that there is a possibility that they could be going through depression and allow them to be able to open up about that and have the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying here. If somebody is happy-go-lucky, we're not throwing our negative depression and sadness and all these things at them, because we believe that nothing is affecting them negatively. So we get a false sense when in actuality, if we sat down and had an open discussion with them, we might find that they're going through some similar challenges.
2: Right. I, um, the isolation part of it for me, like you said, was everyone's kind of used to me and throughout my life, just being okay, always. And I, and it's funny keep referencing peer support, but, you know, they actually talk about, they have a slide where they just say, I'm fine. All the, you know, law enforcement that I've worked with, I'm fine, I'm fine. And that's definitely something that I also communicated. And then most of my people in my life would always think that same thing about me. She's fine. She's always able to manage whatever comes her way. That definitely throughout my, about, I want to say it was February to April or the first of May, um, increased my loneliness because I felt like nobody could understand. And the pressure of, I am okay, I'm fine, was something that I was continuously trying to maintain because I knew that if I, were, if I were to connect with the people that loved me, even though I was pushing them away, that I would fall apart. And I'm not a police officer, Lord, you know, but at the same time, I always have this weird idea that I can't fall apart because I've got so many other things that I have to hold together. I'm thankful for the doctor. I was mad at her at first when she was like, you're high-functioning. But at the end of the day, I've been able to also practice gratitude. And that's been a huge thing. You know, gratitude is a lot different than what a lot of people try to do when they're depressed. They tell themselves they're okay. That's the high-functioning part when in actuality they're not. So the practice of gratitude is a lot different. It's recognizing, here is my struggle. What am I learning? Again, the perception of that and the the challenge in that for me was, how can I be grateful for the pain? But throughout the the process, I was able to see like how resilient I was and how grateful I was for all of the experiences that led me to where I am. And so it it was a it was a definite mind shift that I had to work on in order to also make it through.
1: One of my friends, he's a gospel preacher, his name is Matthew Basford, and he wrote the other day about his concern when it came to how people with mental illness or mental struggles are treated within the church. We have to have understanding for those people. As I'm getting yeah. older, I'm finding that I'm wanting to be more transparent about myself. Yeah. And so that sometimes means not sitting with everybody. That means being off by myself because I prefer to be alone. It's not because I don't like people. This is what I do is try to help people. Right. Something within me separates myself from people and I don't want necessarily at certain times to have very strong connections with the person sitting next to me. Does that make sense?
2: It makes total sense. And the reason why it makes sense to me is because you are in depression. You are having a hard time connecting with your whole self, period. It's easier sometimes to, like, reorient yourself alone as long as you can stay grounded in it. And, you know, when I say grounded, I keep using those real counselory terms but grounded is I've got my feet on the ground in this I'm going to stay right here and feel it and I'm going to move through it instead of getting lost in it so yeah it makes I mean it makes complete and total sense it's easier sometimes to sit with yourself whenever you've lost yourself and try to figure it all out than it is to explain when there are no words to other people who feel it differently some people talk about support groups and support groups you know are great in certain instances but My fear in them is that because everybody experiences different symptoms of depression, if you find yourself in a support group and people are sharing their stories transparently, which is great, sometimes you see, you know, people can actually pick up pieces of depression that they're not feeling. And so that's another kind of like a catch-22. You know, you want the help, you want the support, but then at the same time, you don't want to pick up and feel some of the things that someone else might be feeling in their own depression.
1: Anjali, I want to let people know the types of issues that you cover at house counseling. And I'll just go down the list, trauma and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, sexual abuse, depression and anxiety, interactive play therapy, sand tray therapy, relationship problems, co-parenting and blended family issues, medical and health concerns, grief and loss, work and career issues, stress management, attachment, parenting and family issues, launching children and differentiation issues, conflict resolution, eating disorders and body image issues, life transitions, couples communication, education and training and ADHD, ADD. That is a lot to offer under an umbrella of counseling services. Definitely opens up the door to a lot of issues that people who may be listening right now have experienced or are experiencing.
2: Yes. What's funny is in school, they actually um, tell us, they, they, they kind of force us to pick a theory, to pick a, a type a specialty. And I've always been a, a bit of a rebel. And um, when people tell me I need to do something, I often do the opposite. Don't tell me I can't do it because guess what? I'll do it and I'll do it well. Okay. When they tell us that, you know, we need to, you need to try to stick to one specific thing. I have always had this gut feeling, you know, I'm a general practitioner. Number one, the reason I am that is because I get bored. Number one, I don't want the same thing on my caseload. Like whenever you say interactive play therapy, I'm also a registered play therapist and specialize in children five and under. One moment I might have a two-year-old in my office and then the next session might be a 34-year-old law enforcement officer. The next might be a custody battle that I'm working with as far as conflict resolution. But I have learned over time that everything, even in that long list of items that, that is treatable, treated much in the same the you always start with foundation and what does your foundation look like how do you regulate naturally what are the things that you're drawn to because when you think you hear i'm sure you've heard and i'm sure a lot of people have heard the buzz you know the coping coping skills coping skills i hate using that word i use regulation over coping because coping skills to me are very much external you know like when you think coping you think what are the things i can grab what are the things i can pull in order to help myself manage the or anxiety or depression? And over time I've shifted my my views into a more regulation state because at the end of the day in order to truly survive any of those things you have to learn to regulate from within whether it's with your perception or through true like deep breath work or whether it's through increasing your hydration there's so many foundational things that people neglect especially high functioning people like you said you're you're managing a lot of different things and have been doing you know you've you've gone from law enforcement into posting a, a a show and we much like me I'm a worker and I sometimes will neglect my basic needs so it's funny because what I need from the people around me the most sometimes I just need you to take care of me and if that means I have a sandwich when I walk in the door so I can eat something that in itself kind of helps me also feel like I'm seen I'm not misunderstood that big piece of high functioning depression because I am having a hard time taking care of myself foundationally so if someone will provide that for me it helps me move through it even
1: faster. I can clearly see some similarities. Just to give you an idea, yesterday I was covering the subject of ALS. This morning I was covering a Founders Day for a local town. I went from that to talking about prostate cancer, and now we're talking about high-functioning depression. And it goes from story to story to story. And the change and being flexible and being able to do what I want to, I don't Focus necessarily on one particular subject. I'm out there for everything and everybody, so right. <laughs> I can see exactly <laughs> what you're saying there and the similarities. I'm sitting here right now talking to you, being a radio host, and talking about high functioning depression. Maybe this is what it's all about.
2: Yes, for sure. It's, I think it's you know one of the main things also is the knowledge and the skill set that you have is so expansive, and you know I my history is. I worked in the courts for a long time and I learned policy and procedure and I worked with a small claims judge and knew how to write court documents and knew how to speak to people, especially angry people, because I ran the traffic division and people don't want to come pay their speeding tickets. But for some reason, I had this warmth about me that they would just pay me all the money and we'd be fine. So, I mean, like all those things have definitely kind of helped. I'm, I'm always curious and I'm always learning and I know that's I think, why I'm successful in my business. Is because every person that walks through that door, I learned something, another piece about myself that I didn't know. And um, I'm actually extremely grateful for my job and I'm extremely grateful for my clients because as much as I heal them, they heal me. Me giving myself permission to be human and, and have a, there were several sessions, like I said earlier, that I fell apart and there were several sessions that. They actually weirdly noticed that I wasn't myself in the moment that they kind of tapped into me and would say, "What's going on? Something's off." It was nice in that moment to to see where they had grown in their therapeutic process by being able to recognize that other people can feel what they feel too. It was, it's just it's really such amazing work, and I'm I'm thankful for that.
1: The post that I started the show with the struggles <laughs> of having the struggles of having depression and being high functioning. It came from the depression and people can find yeah. that on the depression project. I wanted to make sure I gave them the credit for that. And then when we talk about house counseling and ways people can connect with you, I'd like to be able to offer that out as well. Anjali.
2: I, um, so I have an office, a main office in Oxford, Alabama. And then I also have a secondary location that we're starting to grow in Etowah County in rainbow city. And my main office line is two, five, six, three, four, two, six, one, zero, seven. I've got an awesome assistant. Her name's Haley. And um, we accept different insurances. We accept Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's, it's actually amazing. You know, I have told you I, I speak to law enforcement and teach them not only about how to regulate their nervous systems, but I also normalize the process of even being accepted as a client with a therapist. It's, the, it's such an underused resource. Your insurance policies, especially for a lot of law enforcement agencies, cover the full cost of the session minus a a small copay. I mean, I see copays anywhere from um, $14 to a lot of agencies. Some agencies have policies where there are unlimited visits and zero copay. Um, Give us a call and we definitely can walk anybody through the process of how to check with insurance to make sure that we're an in-network provider and then, you know, walk you through kind of making the unknown known as to how to start the process and how to find your fit. It's another thing about um the profession in my practice right now we've got three other clinicians and we're all so different but it's kind of like a dating process whenever you go into therapy i mean you have to be able to connect with the person to feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough to get comfortable saying i, I am struggling so i always encourage everybody the main thing is i say this with all of my new people that come in this you know this is a process and at the end of the day. If, You don't feel comfortable, you have to tell me that because I have people that I trust and can refer you to. And you have to feel completely safe to be 100% open with everything you're experiencing.
1: I want to encourage people to go to house counseling on Facebook as well. One of the things you posted just a few days ago was yesterday someone said to me, I would have never guessed you've been through what you have. You carry yourself so well. And that's when I realized that it's not about what happens to you, it's about how you handle it. And we want people Mm -hmm. out there who appear to be doing so well to be able to handle what's going on internally as well. Right. Anjali, it's been a real pleasure to have you here on the Mark White Show to open up this conversation about high-functioning depression. I do encourage people to research it, to find help if they need it, if they have someone they care about, that they open up the conversation. Right.
2: I really, really thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this conversation a lot. And it helps, you know, the admitting, but then also being able to kind of transparently share my experience, not only with people in my life, but then on this show with you has been just awesome. I mean, it it just solidifies that we can make it through it. We just have to find the right people to put in our lives.
1: We are trying to make a difference here through the Mark White Show, and I want you to know that there are people who care about you, whatever you're going through. You don't have to be a first responder. Anybody that's going through a struggle right now, just know that there are people who understand where you are, and I hope that this conversation does open the door for you to understand that. Maybe you didn't realize that there are people like Anjali and me who have things that we go through as well, but we do, and I want you to share the show with your family, your friends, your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities. It doesn't go very far if you don't share it. And so this show needs to be shared. People need to hear it and they can take from it what they want to. There may be some part of it that really motivates them to make a change within themselves, to find help for themselves. And I hope that that happens. I encourage you to follow the Mark White Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and subscribe to the Mark White Show podcast via Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, Blueberry, YouTube, and TuneIn Radio. You have been listening to another edition of The Mark White Show, and this is Mark White encouraging you to find your purpose by making a difference in someone's life today. When we talk about relationships, I do want to mention my friends over at Marmac Real Estate. They take great pride in the relationships that they build and always work relentlessly for their customers to help them achieve their real estate goals. You can check out marmac real estate at marmac.us and tell them the mark white show sent you there are moments in life you wish you could capture forever Alabama the Beautiful is a new online magazine that preserves images from sweet home Alabama. Yours anytime, online, every month, where the eye captures the moment and it really does last forever.
0: Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com. Who shout a heart, when they go by. Who live and love in my <laughs> These are my kind of people